Good afternoon, everybody. This is Pastor Jay. And like always, we're going to start off in normal fashion. We're going to come out of John 1 and 15. It says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. God is your light in dark times. Whatever you're dealing with mentally, physically, spiritually, God is that light to be able to show you a path to get out of those situations. That's why God is your way of escape. Because sometimes we go in dark moments, dark moods, dark times where we don't see the way out. Well, God will shine a path for you in the midst of your situation and get you out. So remember, no matter how dark it seems, God will get you out of that situation. You just got to trust him. You got to believe in him and you got to be able to follow his word. Amen. Amen. Dear Father God, we just thank you, God, for today. God, we thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for being with us, giving us a right mind. God, at, right now, we ask you to, to be with us today in this interview, God. Let something be said that somebody could take away and say how I could apply that to my life. Be able to share a testimony that could be able to help someone, God, so that they can be able to, to see that there's another way, another mindset, a, a new thinking. God, right now, touch everybody under the sound of my voice so that they could be able to establish a great relationship with you. If they know you or not, God, I ask you just to be able to intervene, intervene in their lives to show them that there's hope, that there's truth, that there's love. God, I ask you right now to be able to let us be able to reach the unreachable, teach the unteachable. Let's be able to touch somebody with the hardest heart so they can say, what can I do to be saved? God, enlarge the territory of Anointed Radio. Let's get to new airwaves, new broadcasts, new audiences, new countries, new cities. God, let a new revelation be able to be upon somebody today. God, let your spirit rule. God, let your presence be known. So, God, we just thank you. We glorify you. We give you all the glory and all the praise and continue to be that safe haven that we need. And we say that all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Like always, I got something to say. And what I got to say is this. You can follow me at Anointed Jalon on all social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good jazz. You can follow me there at Anointed Jalon, J-A-Y-L-O-N, on TikTok and Clubhouse and Twitter and all those different social media platforms. Type in Anointed Jalon. You can find me on all of those platforms. I want you to do right now is to go and share, like, subscribe. All my YouTube people, hit that like button so you can be notified every time we go live. And make sure you subscribe. All of my Facebook people, podcast people, all of the people listening, make sure you share. Tag somebody. Share it with your friends. Spread the word about Anointed Radio because you will be able to take something out of each interview. Amen? Amen. And if you did not know, make sure you go and download the Anointed Radio app for 24-hour gospel music Las Vegas is number one gospel station. I want you to be able to download the app today so that you can be able to listen to gospel in the car, on the plane, at work, in the home, uninterrupted. Or you could say, hey, hey, Siri, hey, Alexa, play the Anointed Radio Network, and it will play you 
the music that need that you need right now. And that's gospel. Something to get you through. It's too much stuff that's depressing and sad and all that. But God will give you that ram in the bush of, of, of renewing strength and, and a fresh wind. So download the Anointed Radio app. With that being said, I have a lot of people in out of uh, in absence today. We have Benzel Washington. Pray for his family. He had a family emergency, um, and he is in Chicago right now. Pray for his traveling grace as he is traveling from here to Chicago and Chicago and back. Um, pray for uh, Prophetess Tish. He had a family emergency this morning. It's a lot of things happening, but definitely follow all of my co-hosts, Chiquita Andrews, Dr. Uh, Marvinetta Clay, Benzel Washington, Tr- uh, Trinia, uh, Boss Barbie, said her real name. That's funny. Boss Barbie. And um, of course, we have in the studio, Miss Brittany Marley. So she could tell you where she, you could follow her on all of these platforms. So where can you be followed by Miss Brittany Marley? What's up, everybody? You can find me on Instagram at I am Brittany Marley and every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for Testimony Tuesday at Testimony Tuesday with Brittany and Kelly.blogspot.com. I think you're on mute, sir. Am I on mute? <laughs> I was wondering. I said something good too, so I'm going to say it again. Shh. Follow somebody. You never know what they do Monday through Friday. You guys see us on Saturday and you watch the show, but go follow Miss Brittany. Go follow Benzel Washington. They all have their own lives. They do great other ministries other than Anointed Radio. So go support them. Go like them. Go share their posts. One day, Brittany is going to come back with Brittany Talks. It's going to be a glorious day when that happens. People just put stuff out there that we ain't talked about. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, 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 see, I'm going to be a person of my own rules. I follow and share everybody's. And Miss Brittany be having a word called Miss Brittany Talks. She ain't did it in a while. So I just wanted everybody out there to make sure you go follow her and encourage her to bring it back. Amen. Because it was a great thing to be able to hear some, you know, hear a word, encouraging words. Sometimes people that encourage all the time need somebody else to encourage them. And I could say on the air, giving you all the flowers and honor that is due that you've encouraged me with your Brittany talks. So definitely go follow Miss Brittany. Follow Benzel. Prophetess Tish is on so many conferences and books and all that stuff. There's <laughs> some great things that's out there that's happening. And I want to drop this gym before talking about the guests. Let's get all of our, our, our due processes in. First thing I want to put as an announcement is make sure that you go and vote state of Nevada. Our elections are, are around the corner and that you see how your environment, your community, your household is affected by laws and rules and policy. So I'm not telling you who to vote for, but go vote. And, and your your vote matters. So make sure you go vote November 3rd. Early voting is October 22nd. There, here in Nevada, we have school board, judges. And you know for the last six years, so a whole session since I've started talking about politics on Anointed Radio, judges here in Nevada are able to be voted out and voted in. It's important for you to know who is your judge. 
who's going up for judge, what they're about, because it's important, even if it's dealing with family court, civil court, um, any of those things, even traffic court, because you want to have somebody on the bench that's fair. So make sure that you go out and vote, rock the vote, be out there, go early. You can still mail in your vote. If you're not comfortable about mailing in your vote, you could go into person starting October 22nd. And then obviously we're coming up soon to the holidays, you know, churches across the nation doing harvest festivals. And then we have Thanksgiving and Christmas coming. But one thing that we always want to talk about is check on your family. Because in these times is the most detrimental times for people because family, family is sparsed or there was argument or whatever happened and no one's talking. And a lot of people go through depression these these times and so they have suicides at an all time height. I challenge you today, everybody under the sound of my voice. I don't care when you listen now, later, or in the podcast. I want you to go and check on your family member. If you think that you're not affected by it, you just got to keep living. Because at the end of the day, life is too short. Life is too short. And there's a lot of things that we've seen from the pandemic that we shouldn't take for granted. And that's life. And I can tell you right now, in the last two weeks, I haven't seen a lot of people that I knew and knew of pass away. Go and fix it now while you can. Because once it's done, when they're gone, it's over. You can't go back and fix it. So I just challenge you today. And as Christians, we can't be petty. We can't be prideful because that's not even (laughs) a principle of Christianity. I know you want to be like, well, they did me wrong. Well, they did this. So what? (laughs) They did worse to Jesus. You (laughs) don't let people make you change your personality. Where's that smile? Where's that joy? Where's that loving person that you was as a child? It got morphed because of how people treated you. So you felt like you had to get revenge and treat people the same way. You don't got to be that way. Keep your joy. Keep who, what makes you, you, the person that God made you to be. And during these holidays, reconciliation is going to be the word that you could be able to fix some things. Amen. So with that being said, we have Thanksgiving, we have all the holidays coming, but the two important things Anointed Radio's six-year anniversary is November 5th. Six years in rotation to coming in soon. So I want every, I'm playing all kind of clips that day of previous shows and, and all the people that we've had past and present. It's going to be a great thing. Um, so definitely check, check that out. And drum roll, please. Whatever that was. <laughs> Drum roll. We are going to TV. Woo! We are going to TV. Anointed Radio is going to TV. All of our shows, all of our previous shows. We're developing about four TV shows as we speak right now. Um, and I'm giving an opportunity. And this is why I'm saying it on the on the air right now. I'm giving an opportunity for all Christian filmmakers with content. I want your movies on this platform because we have pure flicks but we want one for the culture the one that will that we could be able to come together and 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 show 
the true filmmakers out there that no, not not take nothing away from it, but we have to have more avenues. Mm-hmm. They have a stellar, but they also have a dove. Mm-hmm. Well, they have pure flicks. Now they have anointed radio. Mm-hmm. So I want all filmmakers that's out there, that's Christian filmmakers that have content to be able to send me your movies. I'm going to put it on the platform for the F. That is the starting up right now. Putting your movies out there. If you have Christian-based movies, faith-based movies out there, send them to me. And we'll put them on to our new platform on Roku, on all of the Roku platforms. So share it. Tell your Christian filmmaking friend all that shorts if you have tv shows and radio stations hit us up at lv anointed radio we'll be able to show you a package get you on tv get your network on tv so with that being said i feel like i've held our guests for long enough we're going to go and introduce to some reintroduce to others our guest today miss tiffany the first lady of Christian hip hop. <laughs> what an introduction. I love it. You you doing it now. You said you started that. So we I gotta keep it up. You the first lady of, of Christian hip hop, you know. You you got a stellar, the first stellar. You, you done some great things. So if I'm introducing to some people out there that don't know who you are. Um, first of all, go share, like, and subscribe. She's on the stage. We got First Lady on the stage. And I want you to tell the people where they can find you. What's all your social media handles, websites, merchandise sites, all that good jazz. Where can they find it? Well, as you can see there in the name section, um, at official Miss Tiffany is my social media handle. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Twitter is actually at official Miss Tiff because Twitter, you know, won't allow more than 15 characters. But um, I'm also on YouTube there. I have a website. It's www.mistiffany.com. Ms is spelled M-I-Z. Um, it stands for minister in zeal. And Tiffany actually means the presence of God or the manifestation of God. You broke that down to me because I just thought it was like the fancy way of saying, you know, Miss Tiffany. <laughs> I like that. Okay. She broke it all the way down. So with that being said, with that great intro and our guests on, on the stage, I want Miss Brittany, who is back. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> to go ahead and start us off in this or that. I feel like I need a game show thing. Like, you gotta put the game voice on this or that. Right, right, right. I wish I had a Steve Harvey voice. He said, You scared? (laughs) Oh, don't be scared. Don't Don't be scared. scared. Very simple, very simple. I give you two choices. You just choose what you prefer, right? Um, But looking at these, y'all, I'm gonna have to say that it's, I don't know, I must have had like a greedy spirit on me or something because looking these over, it's all food. I don't have no idea. Must have had a greedy girl. <laughs> Must have had a greedy girl spirit going on. But um, hope y'all are not as hungry as I am right now because this is all food. So let's get it started. Here we go. How do you like your donut? Cream filled or plain? I don't want the extra cream. Just give me the glaze on top. Glaze on top. <laughs> exactly. Glaze. I like old fashioned. How yeah. 
no, no, no cream fill. Oh, no, no cream fill. Lays on top. All right. Um, <laughs> crab cake or crab legs? Crab legs. Crab legs, though, yes. You like both? I like both, too. <laughs> um, okay, who has the best French fries? McDonald's or Chick-fil-A? McDonald's. Ooh, Chick-fil-A. Them waffle what? fries. Them waffle fries be hitting. Yeah. I love the waffle fries and everything, but I think, you know, oh a fresh goodness. batch of McDonald's fries, no south for me. Uh, we'll, we'll Chick-fil-A fries. Chicken sandwich, I wouldn't say, but mm. fries, I'm going to have to give it to Mickey D's. I'm Mickey D's. All right. <laughs> I, 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 did. <laughs> I, I, have, I go with McDonald's, but I have to have salt on my fries. Like a good, hot, salty fry, a good, crunch. Yes, McDonald's. All right. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> At a movie, um, you can't say both, because I know sometimes we get both, but if you had to choose candy or popcorn. Candy. I'm gonna have to have some candy too. I gotta have the chocolate, you know. Goobers. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. Um, a platter. So, like at a party or something like that, would you rather have fruit and cheese, or would you like rather have chips and dip? Fruit and cheese. Fruit and cheese too. Definitely. What kind of dip? I don't know, sir. Are you a chip and dip person, or are you a fruit and cheese? It person? matters on the dip. If it was like crab dip. You know, let's just say crab dip. Cool. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> chips and dip. Yep. <laughs> okay. 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 Sweet or salty? Sweet. 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 Movie date or dinner date? Dinner. I, I guess I'll go movie to be different. Okay. All right. I know we all like fresh, but just given these two frozen or canned food? Canned. I'm going to say frozen on that. I can't do the can. <laughs> I can do amazing things with can. I was raised off can. If you know how to cook a can, you can cook with anything. You are a great cook. If you can make can not taste like can. It's a secret. Right. But still you mean, I hope you don't mean like canned greens and yams and stuff like that. I can't do that. Any, yeah. <laughs> Any, well, if you had to, I'm just saying, if you needed an affordable meal, if you could... You know, dock it up. My grandmama said, dock stuff up a little dock bit. You if you're going to do greens, I'd rather have frozen over can. I just can't see greens in a can. I just can't do it. But I, um, I'm afraid of that. You know, I'm just <laughs> from the South, though. I'm only from the South, you know? <laughs> uh -uh. All right. Soup or salad? Salad. Salad, yeah. Uh, lobster or shrimp? Lobster. Neither. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Trout or flounder? I told you I had a greedy spirit going on. I don't know you what was you hungry when you had Trout. Trout. I like some fried trout. So, yeah. All right. These last few questions are have you ever, so just like yes or no. So, have mm -hmm. you ever dined and dashed? <laughs> I plead yeah. the fifth. Uh, be true. Be honest. I, I plead the fifth. I, I'm gonna take that as a yes. Um, are we sticking with pleading the fifth? Or I guess I'll be honest. Yeah, I did. And then this little boy, I felt like God was punishing me because when I was dining, and then I got in the car to dash. This little boy ran his bike into my car. Ooh. 
And then I got out and I started yelling. I'm like, are you okay? And he was like, I'm good. I said, all right. And I got and I left. And you kept so, dashing? And I kept dashing. Oh, didn't even get the hint. All right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Have you ever ran out of gas? What's your definition of run out of gas? Run out of gas empty on the side of the No. After almost. Women, I think we do that, especially when we shouldn't. I have. I'm not gonna lie. I have. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll be pushing it because you'd be like, okay, they say you got 20 miles after the light come on. So you just gotta keep pushing it. Mm -mm, I can't get that. I can't. I can't. Thanks for that bit of information. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, no, no. I've been low on gas, but my light has never. No, my light cannot come on. I'm too. Mm -mm. But you have extra. See, being as no. I used to be a mechanic in the army, I know that. So I'll be pushing it to the to the like the to the max. The only scary part is where I did run out of gas is because the gas station was like five more extra miles mm -hmm. and I didn't calculate it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no. Triple A is your friend though. They bring you one gallon, I think one to two gallons of gas if you run out of gas. So yeah, I'm telling you. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Gotta live life. Mm -mm. Say, Let your faith be bigger than your fears. Amen. No, that that is not that's irresponsible. All right, let's see. He he also teaches you to be responsible <laughs> and accountable. No sir. All right, have you ever set a fire in the kitchen? Um, not in the kitchen, but under the bed at my grandmother's house one time. <laughs> I was scared. Oh my goodness. Yes, I I have, and that's why I'm scared of meal prepping because that was what happened the last time I meal prepped. Is I caught a whole. So I didn't realize it was tuna with oil and I was frying oil, like a little tuna patty up and some mixed vegetables and mm. the water from me wrenching off the can went on the oil and went mm. and oh, I yeah. threw the, the whole outside in my backyard in the rocks and just start hosing it down. It was I a sign. Just, yeah. yep. I literally just set a fire like two days ago. <clears throat> Accident. And <laughs> no accident literally really quickly i never turned my oven on without checking it but for some reason i was thinking it i turned it on and i see like smoke coming up from myself and i'm like what in the world it was a dog on pizza box in the in there and it was just oh crazy. yeah but anyway praise god put some water on that thing it's right there by the sink just you know anyhow amen <laughs> have you ever Gotten change out of the collection plate when we're still doing collection plates. I was scared to go to hell. I grew up Baptist. That collection plate. I never, that never crossed my mind to even do anything like that. Mm -hmm. you know? I've only seen it on TV. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't know people was really doing that. <laughs> people really do it. They be getting their change. They be like, I got a 20. So, oh, they go, they go five here to put the 20. Let me get my change back. And I'm like, oh, you better than me. Whatever went in that plate usually stayed in the plate. Mm -mm. All right, last one. This is kind of a little whatever, but have you ever passed gas and blamed it on somebody else? Y'all, I'm pleading the field. No admission of anything. I probably blame it on the kids or something, you know, playing around with them. But I, I feel like growing up, I did that. So okay. I, I guess I'll say, yeah. Well, amen. That is this or that. <laughs> amen. That was the section of this or that. 
Miss Brittany, you are something. <laughs> All right, yeah, bro. We gotta throw those in there sometimes. You just gotta be honest. <laughs> Amen. With that being said, if you're just joining us or coming on, make sure you share, like, subscribe, follow us. We are interviewing official Miss Tiffany. I said it like that because you need to go follow official Miss Tiffany, which means Minister in zeal or zeal, or you want to zeal her. You could zeal her too, because that because yeah. it mean it, you know minister in zeal because you need to zeal her some money because you can help her ministry. Amen. Yeah, you can do that too. <laughs> no, but, you know, blessing assurance. Jesus is mine. I'm just all right. I'm so silly. Stop. Amen. We're going to go into the interview. Um, I met Miss Tiffany when she came here to Las Vegas for the Christian Hip Hop Cipher, and she was one of the panelists. She is a great spirit. I told her she was the first lady of Christian hip hop due to the fact that she was the first lady to receive an official stellar nomination. Bam. Mm. Yeah. Bam. Ever. It's hard to be the first. And it's, there's challenges being the first, too, because then you, you have to set the mantle as well. And many have followed. I believe that she's been a great influence in Christian hip hop. And if you didn't know, it's not just in the church world. She's been on TV, y'all. Mm. She was on Empire. And before we go deeply into the story, because she told told us we was having a meeting um, and she was telling us how she got on Empire and that testimony on its own. Mm. Can you tell us that testimony of how you got on the show Empire that you didn't even know about? Oh, yeah. So in 2015 is the year that Empire uh, first released, season one. Um, I was two years into Christian rap because I started in, in January of 2013. So my mom called me and um, she was like, it's this new show on Fox. It's starring Terrence Howard, Roger Henson. You should watch it because you may learn some things about the music industry that might help your career. I was like, oh, okay, I don't watch TV a whole lot. And so um, it come, usually would come on on Wednesdays at seven. And I was at Bible study during that time. And so she called me the next week and she was like, did you get a chance to watch Empire? I was like, no, I haven't watched it yet. It's for about three weeks in a row, like the first three episodes, she would call me and ask me that I get a chance to catch the show. And I would always say, no, you know, I, I was just too busy. And so I said, I'm going to binge watch on a Saturday. So that following Saturday in that third week, I watched On Demand, fell in love with the storyline because, you know, it was just about music and family and, you know, the lions and everything. And I thought it was pretty cool. And I could see some similarities to my own life, you know, throughout the storyline. And I called her up on the phone and we started discussing it. We talking and they like, you know, talking about the soaps or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be on there one day. And she was like, I can do it. You know, he can do the vibes. Like, no, I had one of those. I have dreams and visions, right? And so I had one of those visions, had an open vision while I was on the phone with her. And I saw myself on the stage with Terrence and Taraji. Mm -hmm. And so about two years passed and I get a call from the owner of a casting agency in Chicago. And she was like, hey, the directors of Empire saw some of your glam shots and glam photos, sent us something with, you know, no makeup, nothing or whatever. And I'm going to forward that to them and I'll get back with you and um, let you know what they say. I was at the point where before I got that call, I was just like, you know, really about to tell God, listen, <laughs> I don't know what you called me into and why. I knew why, but I didn't un fully understand. And I was just at a point where I was just about to say, just forget all of it. 
And then I got the email and it says you're booked. And um, they wanted to know. I was actually supposed to go originally in October, but I ended up having to go in September. The first episode that I was in, Terrence and Taraji were not there, right? It was Hakeem and it was Exhibit's character, Shine. And I was playing one of the uh, baby's mothers. So happened to one of the other baby mamas who was sitting on the state on the porch with me. Um, she, we were starting to have this conversation and she's like, yeah, my brother-in-law is from Mississippi. And I was like, oh, okay. She was like, yeah, he, they call him Big T and you know, he's in the church and everything. And uh, his wife's name is Tiffany. And I was like, that's crazy because at the time, you know, I'm married to Terrence and Big T's <laughs> name is Terrence. My name is Tiffany as well. So like that's, that's really weird. So she said, yeah, he's the armor bearer for the pastor. So I started thinking and I said, wait a minute, you know, I know him because the church that I began Christian hip hop ministry in is actually the same church. And so that was just a crazy coincidence. And I don't, even though I don't believe, you know, that that was a coincidence, it was just mm -hmm. meant to be. So she asked a question. She's like, well, what are you going to do if they call us back again? You're going to fly back up here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna fly back. They show my face, you know, can't replace it or whatever. I would have to come back. And she said, well, when you come, just stay with me. We can, you know, drive over together and worry about getting Ubers and stuff like that. And so I'm like, okay. They called back a few months later, and that was the scene that I was standing on the stage in Club Leviticus with Terrence and Taraji. Just like I saw. Just like I mm -hmm. saw. But I saw the end first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great experience. And we listen, there's so many pastors and ministers who are on set. Yeah, people think about Hollywood and they talk about all these different things that happen there, but the people that you get a chance to meet and sit there because you're literally on set 12 to 14 hours doing one yeah. scene over and over again. <laughs> and I meet so many folks who are in ministry, you know, that are there, that are extras and, you know, just there. And we sit and we talk for hours about God and stuff like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's amazing because... I feel like, first of all, I love your te testimony because it gives encouragement about how God shows you things, especially because when God show you things, a lot of times you see, I feel like God always show you the end goal, but he don't show you the stuff to work up to it. You'd be like, man, I saw God put me there and you get impatient and you start stressing and you'd be like, man, he ain't going to do it. It ain't happened yet. And in your one testimony, it shared all that. And you eventually, even when you got booked the first time, it wasn't even what God showed you at first. So right. some people could have turned around right there. I'm like, okay, well, maybe that was it. Yeah. But I thought that. I had that thought. Like, maybe I was just seeing myself being connected to the show. Maybe what I saw is, mm -hmm. you know, not actually going to happen. It was just the connection to the show. And they happened to be the you know main roles, main characters. And that's why I saw them. But nope. Okay, mm -hmm. so, I, so let's get started in this interview because I have so many questions. So um, what originally got you interested in rap for yourself? Like a lot of people are fans of rap, but for you to actually take the take up the mantle and, and say, I want to rap and really get into rapping. What was that spark for you? Well, I started writing poetry, poetic justice. I started writing poetry when I was seven. And when I was 11, uh, one of my um, favorite cousins, we decided that we were going to write uh, a song and we were really inspired by like TLC and um, you know those girl groups during that time. And so mm -hmm. we had made a group, TNT, Tiffany and Toya. And that's what our group was. And she was gonna sing 
Um, and she favors chili and I was I was rapping, you know, because I want to be like Left Eye and Queen Latifah, MC Light and all those mm -hmm. those nice ladies. And um, that's how we got started. I wrote my first verse in in that collaboration with her. And everybody was encouraging us. They was, you know, telling us when we were that age that one day y'all going to be on TV and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. Um, but that's how I got started. And I realized that I could rap, you know, poetry. And um, about seven years after that, uh, I was 18, of course, um, I started recording in the studio, but I was secular at that time. Okay. Yeah. So what was the, the big conversion that made you go over to Christian hip hop? Oh, you know, guys got to snatch you up some type of way, right? When it's <laughs> when it's meant to be. <laughs> so, look, he snatched up and smacked me right down on the hospital bed. Um, mm. I was riding with members of the rap group that uh, I was a part of. I was the only female, the first female, and the only female. And um, we were in a bad car accident on Easter Sunday, so it's Resurrection Sunday. Uh, Jackson, Mississippi, and it's just starting to sprinkle. Driver loses control of the vehicle, sends us into oncoming traffic. Car hits our vehicle, mm -hmm. hits my door. Jeep, we're in a Jeep, flips over a couple times, lands back down on the street, lands on my side. Gas tank bursts. I had gas in my hair all over my clothes and everything. I'm unconscious, right? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, the Jeep is laying over on its side. It's on the street. Folks start to pull over. Of course, people told me these things because I'm I'm unconscious at this time. Um, and one of their high school classmates saw them and asked them if they were OK. And they said, yes, but Tiffany is still in the car. Um, can you get her out? Because we tried to get her out. They kept blacking out. They were too weak, you know, because um, they had been affected, too. And so he climbed in over the hood, came down inside the vehicle, pulled me out, put me over his shoulder, brought me out back over the hood. They said I got out, you know, um, that I walked across the street and I don't recall that. I remember holding on to, um, to my boyfriend at the time and drizzles from the rain were hitting my eyelid and kind of keeping me alert. Then I just remember telling them, Hey, lay me down on the grass. And they like, it's wet, it's raining. I said, please lay me down. Mm -hmm. And they lay me down and I was out. Um, next thing you know, I wake up I'm in the ambulance and the paramedic is looking down at me and I'm thinking <laughs> when I wake up, I'm seeing the, the devil. Right. Um, and because I'm in an unfamiliar place, I'm, I'm traumatized. I don't know that blood is coming out of my nose and out of my ears and that I have a brain injury. Mm. Um, and they said that I started to I kept reciting. Uh, I kept saying the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And I was crying and everything. And. Then I started to speak in tongues, which I had never done before. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, that that gift was birthed out in a traumatic situation in the back of an ambulance. And then I'm headed there to the University Hospital near Jackson. Uh, I get there. I'm, I'm unconscious again by that time. Um, so I kept going in and out. Um, and the next time I woke up, it was about seven doctors on the left, seven doctors on the right, big bright lights. They're asking me all these questions. What's your name? What's your birthday? What's your address? What's your phone number? And I'm able to yell these things out to them just, you know, without even knowing what's going on. They were able to get the information. Someone got in contact with my mother um, and she came up to the hospital and I declined very quickly after that. They said I went from speaking, hearing them, responding to them to not responding at all. They, I wasn't responding to sound, touch, 
They were shining lights in my pupils and they weren't even dilating. They told my mom that I was clinically brain dead for three days. Um, and she kept telling them that's not what God said because she said on the way to the hospital, uh, the Lord told her to remember the centurion. She said, yes, Lord, I know the story. He said, she's healed. When you get there, her body has to catch up to the healing, but it's going to look bad, you know. And so every time they kept telling her every day, she's clinically brain dead for three days. She just kept telling them that's not what God said. That's not mm -hmm. what God said. And so um, on the third day, she came to the side of my bed. I was in intensive care. I was on life support on a ventilator. I wasn't breathing on my own. Um, as a matter of fact, I had a 360 degree fracture around my entire school. My right jaw was fractured. Both of my eardrums were completely burst. Um, I had three compressed vertebrae in my lower spine. Uh, my small intestines were torn. My uh, lungs were bruised. Ribs were fractured. It was a lot. Nothing on the outside that you could see. Um, which is kind of funny because mom is always calling with this. She's always preloading this information, right? And seeing these things, you see empire. But she told my boyfriend before I left home one day, that when she comes back here, she better not have a scratch on her. Mm. And so I came back. <laughs> I didn't have a scratch. I had one little scratch on my right big toe. Um, I think that's consecration, isn't it, Pastor Jay? We'll talk about that. But <laughs> One little scratch. I didn't have a scratch on me, right? But everything on the inside was all messed up. On that third day, um, she came in and put her her uh, index finger and her middle finger in my right hand because they were telling her that if I continued to have the tubes and everything, um, pneumonia would set and um, that wouldn't be good either. And so they asked her if she wanted to take me off of life support. She comes over to the side of the bed. She says, Tiffany, this is your mother. You can hear my voice. Uh, doctors want to take you. Um, take these tubes out of your throat. If you hear me and you understand me, because I didn't know if I could hear because of the ear injuries. Um, she said, squeeze my fingers. And at that moment, my hearing opened back up and I heard her voice. And mind you, I had my whole body strapped down. My eyes were taped and everything. Um, I heard her voice and I was able to muster up enough strength just to squeeze her fingers just a little bit and say, I'm, I'm in here. Um, she stepped back and she told them to pull it. And they did. I started gasping, breathing on my own, went into recovery for seven days and I went home on her birthday. Amen. Yeah. That is powerful. There are two things um, that stood out to me in that testimony. First of all, looking at you, you can't even tell that you've been through that, um, right. which is just the, powerful, the power of God, which is amazing to me. But the two things that you said was, um, how God told your mom that you were healed and you didn't look like it. Your body just had to catch up to the healing. And that just speaks a lot to just when God gives you a word, gives you a promise, like nothing ever looks like it. Everything that has to be changed, everything that has to be turned has to catch up to what God has already spoken. So that was number one. So that spoke to me. Number two was, um, what was it? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, when you said your mom kept saying, that's not what God said. That's not what God said. It also speaks to the power of agreeing with what God said and not with what, it, what the enemy may say or what, you know, doctors who, I mean, they're doing their job. They have the knowledge, you know, that's what they're there for. But just agreeing with what God has said, no matter what it looks like. And um, yeah, that was just very powerful to me. But I do want to know, like before that, before you have accident, because you said God had to snatch you. But were, were there warnings before that? Was he already trying to get you to pull away from the group or pull away from certain things or <laughs> looking by your face, I guess so? <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. So you, you have someone who um, has always been like a straight A student, a scholar, right? Uh, I'm in college, junior psychology major, and I'm with these guys who are rapping who enjoy their lifestyle. I would just say, and I don't do any of the things that they do. Um, mm -hmm. And I remember times they would even be, we would be in an apartment or something and they would be on one side of the apartment. I'm in the back, I'm reading the Bible or I'm, I'm studying for school or something like that. Mm -hmm. I was, I was always separated in a way, you know, I go in and join in and, you know, but then I would always cut back out. And so I, even then, I think he was protecting me. He was consecrating me, setting me apart, keeping me on the straight and narrow, keeping me aligned with him and ensuring that, you know, I don't veer off and go over into the wrong path. And I was I was four of us in the vehicle, including me. I was the only one that got injured. Everybody got out. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't smoking or doing any of that. And I guess because they had been. Um, you know, they were flimsy and I must have braced or something, but I just remember saying, oh Lord. And, and then, you know, it was over about nine years after that, I was sitting in the parking lot at the Salvation Army. Um, my grandmother had just passed and I was picking my boys up from the after school program. And I was sitting there, you know, the doctor said I wouldn't be able to read. I wouldn't be able to write. I wouldn't function on my own. I'd be in a persistent vegetative state. My mom would have to take care of me for the rest of my life and all of that. And I came through all of that. I was the first to get a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in my family. And so after some time, I'm sitting in the parking lot and I'm just like, Lord, I've done everything the doctor said I wouldn't be able to do. I've done what society says I should have maybe at this point in my life, you know, um, you know, I, I pretty much have tried to do things by the book and, and do it the right way. And I said, but I don't feel fulfilled now. You know, my grandmother's gone. I spent much of my time being her caretaker and helping out running errands and stuff for her. And even within the first couple of days after she passed, before we had her service, I'm just feeling the void, you know, because I'm used to being busy. And now I'm sitting here with nothing really to do, you know, not much to do. And I'm like, Lord, what would you have me do? And he says, you're going to start back rapping. I'm like, oh, it's the devil talking right now. <laughs> God ain't telling me to go back and say that stuff, right? Yeah. And, and he continues to speak and continues to talk. He said, this time you're going to spread the gospel. This time I'm going to send you to the nations. This time, you know, he, he started to show me all these different things. And I started having dreams. I dreamed about, you know, all these different platforms and the different stuff. And I had not written a lyric yet. Mm -hmm. I went to the store and bought a fresh notebook and a pen. And I could see the words on the pages before they ever made it there. I could see words from God. I'm like, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get this out and get these into this notebook and fill this notebook up like how I see. And one day, it was about eight weeks after. I mean, I felt, you know, just pregnant in the spirit the entire time. But it was about eight weeks after he showed me and revealed to me all that different stuff. I didn't even know what gospel rap was. And um, as a matter of fact, I Googled it. And the first gospel rapper I saw was The Truth, which is a story behind that, too. Um, it was The Truth. And, you know, then I started to see there was this whole culture out there and everything. Like, you know, how am I going to be a part of this? I know nothing about no, you know, Christian hip hop and nothing. Um, but I started to write, you know, because God told me, he said, if you don't start now, he said, everything that I showed you is never going to happen. And that scared me because he showed me some wonderful, majestic stuff. Some of the stuff has come to pass, some, not all, you know, and so that scared me because I, I never want to have any regrets and I didn't want to let God down. I didn't want to mm -hmm. let myself down. And I knew that generations in my family and the community and people, they were tied to this thing. Mm -hmm. um, even though I had not written anything and nothing had happened, I knew what, you know, type of impact it was going to make in that what God wanted to do. It was a mandate. 
Um, I finally started writing, standing on my soapbox about something that was going on in ministry at that time. And I was like, oh, I ain't preaching to the choir, you know, because they already believe. And God said, go write it down. I ran over to the notebook, started writing it, um, ended up having to bring the notebook over to the dresser with me. And um, and then I had to sit down on the bed because he just wouldn't leave me alone. 15 minutes, I wrote it, my first single, name of my first album, I Ain't Preaching to the Choir. And it still, it still is the staple. Like to this day, it's the foundation of everything that I do. Because it's a charge for people to come outside of the four walls and, and meet mm-hmm. people where they are, you know. Mm-hmm. Take the gospel. So with your first single, and this this is kind of something that a, a lot of new artists always wonder. So you got your you when you did your first single, what was some of the things that you felt like you struggled with when now putting it out? Because a lot of people they focus on one subject and that's making the song, but now putting it out, stage presence, put, dealing with people dealing with promoters, dealing with radio, dealing with all these things. What were some of the things that you kind of um, dealt with after? Because God gave you the word. And a lot of people, they, they get a word from God, but then they never get it out. So what were some of the things that you did um, with your first single when you were trying to get it out? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing I did, I prayed and I told God that I didn't want to do anything without him uh, and without his presence, you know, without uh, his favor being on it. And I think that made the difference, honestly, because of the spoken word and me, you know, marrying that to the written word of God and just trusting and believing that he called me to this thing. So he is going to make it happen. You know, I just have to do the work. And I had no connections. I had no nobody, you know, um, and people here in Mississippi, this was something new. You know, you have a woman in the Bible Belt who is in ministry and now saying she's going to rap in these churches. Like I faced opposition. I faced rejection. I faced people not understanding and, you know, looking at me side eyed and cross eyed or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. because it was something new, you know? And so, but I know who called me and I know what he told me to do. And I just could not stop until I see the end of this thing, till I see all of the stuff that God promises. Yes, is the amens come to pass. And mm-hmm. um, dealing with radio and promoters and all that stuff, like, you know, things didn't just pop off and it was just this big, you know, hit single and stuff or whatever, although I believe things can happen retrospectively. Um, it wasn't something that I was really necessarily pushing for. And one of my things, I wasn't aiming necessarily for, for gospel stations initially. I was trying to connect with mainstream hip hop because those are the type of beats that I had. And I wanted the gospel and the word to go to folks who were in a place that I had been delivered from, you know? That's and totally so, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I wanted it. And, but it ended up merging at some point and you look up and I was on gospel stations um, hip hop stations and, you know, doing both platforms, uh, being invited into clubs to close shows, you know, after mm-hmm. people have gotten up and did their spiel with their secular rap. And then they had me coming in to close the show. And and it was a powerful thing because uh, I had said I would never go into the club again after an incident in Memphis. Um, mm-hmm. Ten years later, I'm in the club, but it's because I'm a gospel rapper now. And it turned into a whole ministry. You had people in there from all over just coming up and like, hey, I didn't even know you can use a gift like that. Um, and I want to do something like that. I don't want to do and say 
what I'm doing and saying on these tracks. Like, I want to do what you're doing. Straight up. Amen. Amen. So let's, you just listed some of your resume. I want to talk about the um, opening up for all of these artists. I've, you opened up for Dedrick Haddon, Jonathan McReynolds, Lee Williams, one of my faves. Um, what is it like or what was it like to open up for all the artists that you have opened up for? I've opened up for many artists. I actually, okay, so I did a song. Jonathan has a song called No Gray. I met mm-hmm. Jonathan at um, in Vegas, actually, mm-hmm. at the hey. Orleans Arena uh, in 2019 during the Stellars. There was no, I was with my makeup artist. Her name is Gabrielle Devine. She's in Atlanta. Um, flew her out and she was there with me and she's a wonderful spirit. Um, and Gabby and I were heading down. We had been delaying eating all day long. <laughs> and finally we went down to get some food at the restaurant and there was no room at all. There were no tables or nothing like that. And then finally a table became available. Like in a couple minutes, they cleaned it up and then they took us back there and I was like, hey, I guess it ain't bad if you wait all day, day to eat and you sit down and you come sit next to Jonathan May Reynolds. So he <laughs> laughed and that's how the conversation started. And he, he was on tour with his uh, Make Room or Make More Room, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jackson was one of the cities and that's where I'm from. And he was like, hey, you know, congratulations on the nomination and everything. He was like, have you ever heard my song, No Gray? And I said, no, you know. Uh, he said, listen to it, and I want you to write to it. So when I come to Jackson, I want you to perform it with me. Um, by the time I got there to the show, uh, he was already, you know, kind of into the set and everything. So they brought me backstage and brought me around. So we just, we didn't rap. We didn't do no great. We rapped over Fresh Prince of Bel-Air beat. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he did the original song. Like, it was pretty cool. I think the footage is out there somewhere. And I did, you know, what I would have done to no great and, uh, so it was great. That was a great experience. He's a wonderful spirit as well. Um, I opened for Diedrich Haddon. So, it's so y'all have so many stories. <laughs> that was this guy who reached out to me on social media who I still have never met. Um, and it was back a couple years ago when I was getting prepared for the Stellars. And like right even before the Stellars, we had connected. And he's into fashion and you know, designs and he works with all these these people who are, you know, in the industry on the music side, on the fashion side and beauty side and all that stuff. And he saw my video. It all came from this first video that I put out for I Ain't Preaching to the Choir, which I filmed in Atlanta. And Mm -hmm. everybody sees that video and it's it's something. So this guy reaches out to me and he's a pastor. God wants, you know, to to bless me through him and he connected me with a fashion designer, Therese Memory, who lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's in Chicago now. I'm in Mississippi. Um, and he connects us. And he says, I'm going to fly her out. She's going to design your dress for the red carpet for the Stellars. And I'm going to take care of it for you. Um, I didn't ask for that. You know what yeah. I mean? It was a need that I had. But he just did that. He connected us. I got a chance to meet with her. She designed my dress for the red carpet for the Stellars. Um, some of her friends who had, you know, boutiques and stuff sent me performance outfits and everything, y'all. Like, I had brought stuff and had a stylist here in Mississippi. Um, but 
you know, when I got there, like she just brought the blessings with her and everything. And we've been friends ever since. And so she had a fashion show in November of 2021, her and Latanya Baker, who's also another fashion designer, because I model too. And they invited me to come and open for Dietrich Haddon at, um, at the show. You know, it was like a two-day two event that they had up there um, in Milwaukee. So that was a great, great experience. Um you know, doing that. I opened for Tamar Braxton a couple months yep. ago in Baton Rouge for a mental health awareness concert that they had, a uh, platform that they had um, at BRCC. So I've opened before a lot of folks. Um, the Lee Williams thing. Now, I'll tell you about that really quickly. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, there was there's a radio personality here um, who I'm friends with, and he's into the quartet and traditional gospel and everything. But they have, you know, they gave me chances to come in. They interview him on those shows and all that stuff like that. He had a concert and he had like 20 quartet groups, y'all, on there. That thing started at one o'clock and then he ended like one o'clock. I'm serious. Right. So 1 p.m. And I opened the show and, and Lee Williams and the Spiritual QCs were closing the show. And so mm. um, that's how that happened. That's how that happened. And Keith Wonderboy Johnson, Johnson, who just passed, was on the roster too. And Keith told me, he said, well, what you just got up there and did and said in front of all these pastors and, you know, these traditional folks, um, he was like, you really bold. You know that? And I was like, <laughs> I guess. I ain't going say what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to I ask this because um, Already, we know that Christian hip hop is, is still, I would say, still developing to more to of having its own because I feel like it gets kind of clumped into the 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 gospel choir set. I guess you could say world because they've talked about it on the Stellars and how there's been like a rift because they're like, oh, now it's too hip hop ish. It's not church yeah. and all that stuff, right? As a female MC in Christian hip hop, what would you tell? upcoming MCs behind you um, to encourage them? Because I know it's already, you know, as a female MC, even on the secular side, there's, there's, there's troubles and trials and things that they have to go through. So even in this, I guess you could say smaller market um, and, and having that, there's not that many developed so far. What would you tell to uh, tell a female MC that's coming behind you and to encourage them and some of the things to look out for um, in the industry? Don't compromise. Maintain your integrity. Yes. And um, even in moments when you feel like you're alone and nobody is there, God is always with you and mm -hmm. always remember that. And when you put him first, he'll put you with the right people in the right place at the right time. You know what I mean? And and so you don't have to do anything extra except for being the will of God. And he, he is going to do all that he has promised you and all that he told you and showed you that he would. Because I'm sure they probably had some of the same experiences that I have. They were on the secular side before. They had an experience. They had this transformation. They went through something and still continue to be faithful with their gift. They didn't bury it. And so now here I am and I'm going to minister the gospel through music Um you know, I'm dealing with some of the same things that some of the female on the secular side may be dealing with. You know, how do I combat this or how do I bring balance to this? 
And it all begins with you. You're not compromising, standing your ground, you know, maintaining integrity, building organic, real relationships with folks, you know, and just being yourself, you know, being original and and being yourself. And I think in humble humility is key. Like that has been the thing for me, you know, um, and that's all I can say. And that's in anything in any area of your life. Uh, and mm-hmm. especially in the industry, you know, and don't just think just because a person is pushing gospel or because they are attached to gospel platforms that all people are, you know, good people. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that they all bad. Well, mm-hmm. some who well, are sharky and they'll bite, you know, uh-huh. they'll steal, they'll kill, they'll destroy. And so you have to have discernment and and know right. what door to walk through and what door not to walk through. And God will let you know. He'll make he'll let something happen to where you know um, the door is shut. And don't always think that because door is shut that it's a bad thing because okay. closed door directs you to go in another way. You know what okay. I mean? Oh, I need you to come over here. So I'm gonna let this happen right here um, so I can get you over here. You know so. Um, I think go with the flow. You know what I mean? Um, there's nothing wrong with strategizing and planning um, and, and having a plan. But sometimes we can get disappointed when we have expectations and those expectations aren't met or things don't go a certain way and how we envision that they would. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a vision, but never uh, be afraid to, you know, um, let the Holy Spirit lead, you know, and let God do what he does. And if it does not go exactly how you thought it was going to go, then figure out, you know, what is the next step through this? Um, and that comes, I think, through a relationship with God. Like there's a difference between uh, people who are in ministry and do music and people who are just music artists and they just so happen to be, um, you know, in gospel or positive music or something like that. Like, you have to decide, you know, are you going to just focus on the business structure of this? And therefore, you know, you may do some of any and everything, or are you in it for ministry? You know, well, like what, you know, so you have to decide for yourself uh, where your balance is, what you will and what you won't do and stick to it. And don't think that's because this, they're this big person or you think doors can open through them and you've been asked to do something that you know is not right, is not comfortable for you that is going to stop you from doing what God has called you to do, right? Because he'll use someone else to bless you and to open that door or, you know, send you on a different path. And that could have been detrimental to you, you know, because if they're already asking you and charging you with doing something, you know, it's not right. What do you think is going to happen after you get behind that door? Who else, look, who else is behind that is doing, you know, and has all this other stuff going on? Like you don't want to sell your soul, right? Just for an opportunity or, um, you know, and or to cut anybody else out, you know, of an opportunity, you know what I'm saying? So um, do what's right, you know, do what's right for you and be real, you know, and and do what God has called you to do. He, gonna, he got everything worked out for you. It's fixed. It's fixed. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, one thing I do want to say to you really quickly is that I don't know. I love you and I love the. Um, the God in you, because speaking, you kept saying real and authentic, like you are seriously, like I can feel the authenticity coming through the screen um, with you. You're not just putting on a show. You're not just saying things just because you're a Christian hip hop artist. Like this is actually who you are. And um, I don't know. I feel that. And I love that. I really do. So I just wanted to say that. Well, I I want to definitely talk about 
you know, Miss Tiffany has some education, y'all, mm-hmm. and she wrote a few books. So let's talk about your books. And and aren't you still in school? I'm back in school. What was I thinking? This has been the toughest semester. I'm taking bio statistics right now. Oh, my goodness. Five courses. OK. In one semester, there's 15 hours on a graduate level. Jackson State University. Shout out to JSU. And listen, I got beef with Jackson State right now. But we ain't going to talk about that. No. (laughs) They did not. They did not. I'm going to say it on air. They denied my transfer. I wanted to be where prime time is at. And they denied my transfer. So I'm going back to Penn State. Y'all lost. Let's talk about it. Wait a minute now. Let's talk about it later. Okay. We can talk about that. All right. We can see what we we can do about that. But um, yeah. (laughs) I applied to Jackson State years ago, too, and and I didn't get into the clinical psychology doctoral program when I wanted to, which is why I ended up starting doing this music stuff again. It just so happened at the same time in the same month, I got that rejection letter, and then that's when I was sitting in that car like, Lord, what do you want me to do? And look at what came out of that rejection. Uh, Now I'm back, you know, on scholarship, uh, taking those courses at Jackson State, um, ultimately working towards a doctorate in public health. Uh, epidemiology will be my focus and mm-hmm. um, but my books though I have them here with me Ashley oh snap and this is my first book it's called Hippos Downtown so I write children's books primarily mm-hmm. and I dedicated it to the Jackson Zoo and who you know Jackson Zoo was having a lot of financial issues and so I wanted to do something being that I'm a native of Jackson um, I wanted to do something that I could use to contribute, you know, to help out with the zoo fund, because I remember the memories and, and think I did with my parents growing up and how the zoo was this big thing, you know, had all these festivals and all of that. And then to see it decline um, and, you know, have you know barely any animals in it, barely any life, you know, like it's not a lot of visitors and tourists and stuff or whatever, because just the area around it has, has, you know, dilapidated and kind of declined. And so that mm-hmm. affected the zoo affecting the economy in Jackson. So what can I do to bring a solution to some of the issues they may have? And I can't, you know, maybe save it, but I can at least offer something, you know, because I care, you know? And so I wrote a children's book and a lot of, you know, places around Jackson that's featured throughout the book, street names and what have you. Um, Really fun. Kids love that book. Parents have memorized the words in it because they said the children always have them reading it over and over again. Um, and so that was my first publication. I wanted to be an author when I was in the first grade. It took 27 years, but I figured it out at 34 how you know to do it. And I've been rolling ever since. And so my second publication came out about a year and a half or so after that. I co-authored it with my daughter when she was five. Her name is Mariah Faith. And it's called My Dolly and Me. Um, both of these are available on Amazon or you know, you can get them directly through me. And I said, you know what? I always knew that even after writing the children's books that I would, you know, then go into something faith based. And um, I was um, on with a friend of mine who interviewed me and then she interviewed my daughter about her book. And so I set that up with her Um, out of the interview. My daughter was invited to come to three different cities and Mm -hmm. I tagged um, my friend in the post and just wrote, you know, like, girl, God is in the details. Like, look at what he's doing. Um, I was proud of my daughter and, you know, what she had accomplished and very proud of her interview. And um, 
out of it. I was like, I better snatch the girl goddess in the details up and do something with this. And I said, why not, you know, something low content, uh, something that people can use as a tool for themselves uh, to start to manifest. Because really, honestly, my whole, this whole entire journey since 2013, the last nine years has been miracles, signs, yeah. wonders. And it started with me writing down the vision. I wrote down that I wanted to open for Erica Campbell and got a call the day before she came here to Jackson to open the show. I wrote down that, you know, my album would do this and that. I wrote, you know, different things that I saw. I put it down and those things manifested. So vision, imagination, revelation, um, they are powerful and they come from God and we should use those things, marry them with the word of God and believe that, you know, he will make those things come to pass. We just have to do a little bit of work here in the earth, but thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, girl, I there you love it. I love, I love all of it. Dope. All of it. I love all of it. <laughs> that was dope. Mm -hmm. So, you have, and, and this will be the last question because we don't want to go too long, but you have a project coming up what's your next few projects that you got coming up okay so i have a movie that is in post-production right now called shield by his grace um written by tamika shield and uh it's like i said it's in post-production right now uh it's faith-based i'm playing a character her name is tamar and um she like many women wants a, a godly you know person in her life husband and um, has had some issues with dating, you know, and had her eyes set on, um, you know, some other guys that she thought was good just because they were in gospel, they were preachers and stuff like that. Um, and it didn't work out like that for her. And God sent someone who uh, is total her opposite and they end up falling in love. And so I don't want to share too much more of the storyline, but um, hopefully we had planned for it to come out before the end of the year. We shall see, though. It may be at the top or near spring uh, of 2023, which would be great because my new album uh, will be released. And I'm excited about that. It's 11 tracks. Uh, got a lot of, you know, different features on there. I'm not even saying their names right now, um, but look forward to it. You're going to get a bit of the old, a bit of the new, you know, young and vibrant and all of that stuff. And so totally different sound from my sound. Um, I think it's a different sound from everybody's sound. Like I love the new instruments and the new music. I'm from Mississippi. So it's the birthplace of America's music. So I've told producer, hey, I want you to mix everything in there. Give me some gospel. Give me some choir. Give me some blues. Give me some hip hop. I want it all. Let's create something new. Let's start something new. And so that's what we did. I flew up to St. Paul, Minnesota, and the truth actually flew up uh, as well. And he's AR, he's AR um, and director of the music over uh, this album, the second album. Um, as I said before, and I know I don't want to be long-winded, but I have to share testimony too, because God be making these connections and linking stuff even when we don't know. Um, when I was sitting in the car that day in the parking lot, the Salvation Army, and I Googled gospel rap because I didn't know what it was. The first rapper that showed up was The Truth, right? A few years, maybe about a year and a half or two, almost three, uh, after that happened, The Truth, Mixed Bag Entertainment, which was his label, um, was having a 16-bar challenge. 
and you had to download the beat, right? 16 bars, upload your video. And if you won the 16 bar challenge, you had an opportunity to be signed to Mixed Bag Entertainment. I saw that. I was like, I'm going to be the first female rapper on Mixed Bag Entertainment. And, you know, I'm going to sign, I'm going to sign, I'm going to sign. And so I download the beat. I'm about to do the challenge. I got the notebook in my hand. I got the pen. And God is like, no. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? Why can't I do the challenge? I, you know, I'm doing this. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get in so I can really expand my territory and, and do what you've called me to do. He's like, nope. And so I had to wait. I waited for years. I waited, I waited four years after I finished my music to put the first album out. Four whole years. I was like, I could have went and got another college degree in that time. Um, but anyway, so I was like, I was gonna sign a mixed bag entertainment and be the first female. All of that stuff happened that I shared with y'all, the acting, the modeling, the, um, you know, everything, the music I had released, the video and all that stuff. I, I went through a process, built my own relationships, you know, created my own networks. And after the Stellar nomination, I got an inbox on Facebook from Mixed Bag Entertainment. And it just happened on its own. Um, about a year after the conversation or so, they did offer a deal. You know, just kind of just watching, I guess, how I move and stuff like that. And we signed and I became the first female rapper on Miss Entertainment. And not long after that, I got a message um, saying, hey, Tiffany, this is Emmanuel. Emmanuel, this is Tiffany. Y'all going to be working together. Um, he's going to be A&R for your album. And um, so y'all got y'all going to fly up, you know, to St. Paul. You're going to work on the album. We shut in for three days, came out with nine recordings, a total of eight songs and uh, about six. Seven of them are gonna be on the album. But, you know, the other four I did with other producers. So yep. It was great. Coming soon. Miss Tiffany's yep. coming soon. Make sure y'all go share, share her whole life. Man, you need a biography. Like <laughs> you know, I have my own biopic. Yeah, like, do your own do your own movie, see. Because I'm oh, yeah. telling you, you have so many gems that you didn't just said, and we haven't really dug deep. I feel like this is still very surface. And man, people go follow her. And and one thing I would like to say, um, you've definitely been a great spirit, even though she'd be busy, y'all. We had a meeting, she left the meeting because she had homework, and but she got she got the cheesecake though. Well, because we I gotta like go to ready right bread. now. We got the Super Awards at six. <laughs> See, there you go. So, with that being said, we just I want to say thank you for coming on and spending the time and telling your testimony because you have so much power in your testimony. Um, that I feel like it's gonna help a lot of people that have been listening, that's going to listen, and you just have a great spirit. So I, I thank you on the behalf of Anointed Radio for coming on. Um, but like I tell everybody. I mean, I didn't tell everybody going on for six years. And people don't ever challenge me on that, though. I've started to realize that. But like I've said, you're family now. So you've been on Anointed Radio. you got family now. And we are here to support because our mission statement is unity brings change. Just think if the body of Christ came together and we were united to actually help each other and not compete with each other how much of an impact and change that we could do in this world it'll be amazing so we are here for you when you got your album drop 
you definitely, man, we're here to put the music in rotation. We're here to push it and share and do all the great things to be able to be a support for you here in Las Vegas as an organization of Anointed Radio. And we just encourage you to keep doing you and the great things that you're doing. And man, any last last encouraging things that you would want to say that God might have brought onto your heart? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, um, congratulations to the folks who have been out there, who have been working and making things happen. Uh, and for those of you who feel like, you know, you're, you're not in it, you got to get in it to win it. Right. And that's not competition with anyone. But, you know, for yourself, you know what I mean? In order to get into the race, you actually have to, you know, start. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter how old you are. I always say this. I always say this. It does not matter how old you've gotten or what age, age ain't nothing but a number for real. If you have a dream, um, something that you want to do that you've been wanting to do and you feel like, okay, I didn't do it when I was 20. Now I'm 50. You know what I mean? This may be your time. Like try it. Like don't live with any regrets, leave no stone unturned and God will give you the strength. He'll give you the vision. He will, you know, help manifest that thing into your life. If you just co-create with him, you know, and, and surrender and give it all up to him. So that's all I can say is use your gifts, use your talents, use your resources, collaborate with people, you know, have heart, serve folks and do all things as unto the Lord. You know what I mean? And he will, you know, do what he said he was going to do. And you have no, no doubts about that to worry about that. Amen. Amen. And with that being said, I just want to go ahead and drop this. It's the end of the show, y'all. So if you missed the interview, I want you to know that you can follow us at LV Anointed Radio on all social media platforms. But go to our podcast platform. That's how we do all of our playbacks. You can, We're on Spotify, Pandora, Radio.co, Apple Podcasts, all these podcasts. We have so many. We're in... Uh, Asia, Middle East, Africa. Just go follow us. Samsung. And we're now on Amazon Music. So make sure you go follow us on the podcast platform. See all of our previous shows, including this one. And make sure you go and, and share and download the Anointed Radio app for 24-Hour Gospel. So you can hear artists like Miss Tiffany, The Truth, MC Nice. Where you can hear all these different songs 24 hour uninterrupted so go follow us and if you didn't know we're going to roku y'all we're going to the tv y'all i'm just saying i'm excited we're growing we're expanding we're being able to show the light and be able to help tell people's testimonies to a new level so go follow us like us help us share it with your mama and them <laughs> <laughs> and, and and tell everybody about Anointed Radio, Las Vegas's number one gospel Christian hip hop platform that you can see out there. So with that being said, much love, chicken grease, and so I'm, I'm not gonna get copyright for it, but I'm I'm, I'm gonna just say that. Bye y'all. <laughs> Bye everybody. Yeah. Bye everybody. Peace out. Much love. Bye.